Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. This is Aaron B. Moore, Wealth Advisor. We have a very special guest, Layla Parviz today. She is um, a family lawyer and mediator and a great story to tell. Today, our topics are gonna be talking about prenups before you get married and talking about child-centered divorce proceedings. Layla has an incredible story to tell. 10 years ago, she moved to this country from Tehran, didn't know English, taught herself English, and five years ago completed law school. So now she is a practicing lawyer in Southern California with clients all over the state of California. Layla, it is a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you for having me, Aaron. Definitely. I want to jump in. I, myself and my team, we are financial planners. And the way that we position financial planning is having a cohesive and consistent plan with your money in your life. A lot of the times we work with couples and going through a planning process is akin, and I, we, and, and I saw this, and this is one of the reasons why I went, wanted to reach out to you, akin to a prenup, right? Because you're having these difficult conversations about how money is important to you in your life, um, budgeting, saving, travel, all these things. And so when I heard you talk about a prenup in terms of marriage, I was curious, and I would love to hear your take on that because I like to use the language of financial prenup. And so here we have an attorney on the line that's going to talk to us about an actual prenup. Talk to us about that a little bit and maybe why that's important to you and your experience. Thank you, Aaron. Yes, similar to what you just discussed, prenup, it's pretty much a financial planning because um, if you don't make that financial planning yourself, then the state of California is going to do that for you. And it's a really good opportunity for couples to have this difficult conversations. That's actually one of the main reasons for divorce later down the road in a lot of cases to have this difficult conversation at the beginning and understand their style, understand the things and have a agreement around things that will help them in the future. Uh, A lot of people think that if you get a prenup, your marriage is gonna get jinxed, Uh, but that's not the case. It's planning, it's just like something is there. And um, the fact that, okay, this is gonna happen in case of divorce, in my opinion, um, is just one piece of it. The whole piece about the fact that you're gonna start having some kind of difficult conversation in a head in advance, that's even better. Right. So what you're saying is the perception is that if you get a prenup, that is one of the conditions to getting divorced because you're putting in a seed of doubt, right? You're sowing some doubt into it. What I just heard you say is it's the opposite that actually having that conversation with your spouse before getting married and being on the same page actually prepares you right? For a lifetime of being married together and actually could put you in a better position than not having one. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think one of the examples is like, you know, if you get a car insurance or earthquake insurance or whatever, it doesn't mean that, you know, necessarily 
now you're going to have a car accident and now there's going to be an earthquake. It's just like you do something for your uh, peace of mind. Right. And the, 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 the thing is, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people are more familiar with like estate planning and wills and trusts. It's the same thing. Like, you know, if you don't have a will, you know, everything, you know, is going to be like whatever the government is going to take it. Right. Um, and right, through, same, through probate. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, the same thing with pre, in prenup, because there is a community law under California and community properties. And so if you don't have an agreement ahead of time, then if you want to get divorced, then those laws will become your prenup. So hmm. it's kind of like a hidden prenup. The question is whether you want to have something that you negotiated for and evaluated the pros and cons, or you just want like something that is like the state law be the governing document. Leila, that's really fascinating because, you know, my, my last guest was actually an estate planning attorney and we talked about this, right? And one of them, and, and this goes back to our original point, the perception of who needs a prenup. The perception of who needs an estate plan is, oh, I need to have millions and millions of dollars. It's only for the ultra wealthy who has a trust fund, but somebody that I don't know. And it doesn't impact me because I don't have the assets that require that. Well, that's actually not true because just like you said, in the state planning, if you don't have an estate plan in place, then the state of California is going to decide for you through an open court public proceeding called probate. And what I'm learning from you right now is that same thing happens when couples get divorced. Yes. And obviously we don't want to, you never think that you want to get divorced. And I like what you said too, about kind of having these insurances and then being a waste. I, I like to, I refer to term life insurance, right? If someone, you know, relies upon you financially, you need term life insurance. A lot of the time that will fund an estate plan. I want that term life insurance premium to be the biggest waste of money ever because your life is more important, obviously. So that's what I'm hearing for you with this prenup, that that's actually the power of this and why that that's really why not some people that go into it from pre previous marriages with multiple kids. Cause I can imagine that's where it makes some really clear sense when you have a mixed family and you're joining finances later in life. But Layla, what you're saying is that even people without kids, the beginning of the mat of the road, really sitting down and having these conversations and putting it down on paper. And that's, and that's what you help your clients achieve, correct? Yes. And you mentioned something about like, people have this um, idea that I know how do you have to have like big assets or like, you know, a lot of times our celebrities are doing that. But in fact, you know, everybody has some sort of a situation. Maybe, maybe you are the person that have a lot of debt or like, you know, you're some, the person that you want to like, um, marry is going to have significant debt. So you want to make sure that it's not just about like asset, it's also covered the other place and, you know, set something in place. Or let's say you're working on this startup from way, 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 way before, um, you know, because I know you're in up in, up in Northern California. Um, and, um, wait, wait, before even, you know, your fiance or future wife, 
uh, or has been. And like in, it may take off, you know, during your marriage. And, you know, somehow you wanted to make sure that, you know, at the end, if things go south, um, you know, you have something in place so that, you know, for example, the other person cannot say, Oh, half of this business, but for the most part, you were the one that like did all the work for it. It's going to be, um, for like, you know, she can have a claim about it. That's right. Yeah. That's certainly something that we come across where, I mean, that's one of the biggest questions we help our clients answer is, Hey, how much energy should I be putting in my project, right? We work with extremely intelligent people that lend their skills for a paycheck to large tech companies here in the Bay area. But a lot of them have ideas to launch their own startups and companies. So that that's great to know. The other thing that just struck me is, um, we work with a lot of medical executives. And if you have a degree, you have undergraduate degree, and then you have your doctorate degree, then you go through residency or your fellowship. We've seen clients with two to $400,000 of debt. So yeah, if you have, if one person in the relationship is earning, you're still in residency or fellowship, you earn a pittance of what you're going to earn post fellowship or post residency. That's going to be, those are some serious things to talk about. And so either through, um, through this prenup, and also through a financial planner, actually through both, because what we do helps is where the rubber meets the road, putting these things in action. But what you do actually protects these couples in court and make sure their interests are protected. Yes. Yeah. So and, go on. No, go ahead. So I think that's extremely fascinating. I, I still think that there's going to be a block, right? Where people are thinking, okay, I hear what you're saying. I get that it's important, but my parents, my grandparents, no one I know has a prenup. So I feel like a lot of what you and I do is uh, fighting inertia, right? Fighting people's inability to take action in their own lives. What's the first step that somebody could take if they're interested in learning more about a financial, I'm sorry, not a financial, about a prenup, a legal prenup, what's the net, what's the first step that people that are listening today should be taking to start the process to figure out if that's right for them or not. So I think uh, it's always good to like have at least, even if they don't want to like, um, go through the process and draft or prenup for whatever belief they have, it's good to at least meet with an attorney for about an hour. You know, people plan for their weddings, you know, hundreds, tens of thousands of dollar and just, you know, okay, this is the flower, this is the music. And I don't think like, uh, speaking with an attorney, um, for like maybe half an hour, an hour, just to like understand what these community property law concept means and what they are getting into, uh, then they can decide for themselves. Right. That's such a great point. Um, I think a cheap wedding in the barrier would be 30 to 50,000 cheap. Yeah. And, and it pays to have very beautiful flowers, <laughs> but just like your photographs on your wedding day, that's going to last a lifetime. So will this prenup, right? Yeah. I love that. So I think that's great. I think having and setting up and is that something that you're open? If listeners want to reach out to you 
to schedule time. How does that work to reach out to you and, and meet with you? How does that work? Yes. Uh, you know, they can feel free to call my office and, you know, I can share my information and, uh, we will have like a brief, uh, like in half an hour, 15 to half an hour, like free consult. If they want to go to like more depth and detail, we will make another appointment, but you know, that's the first step. Good. Right. So if you're listening today, the first step book 15 to 30 minutes with Layla complimentary time to sit down with a practicing attorney to figure out if this is right for you. Sounds like a no brainer, Layla. Yes. And especially because, you know, unfortunately I'm also on the other side and I see people, how much they spend in the legal fees in their divorce. That just makes me so sad. A lot of times like, okay, this can be, this could have been avoided. Right. Well, and that was the other topic that I wanted to talk to you. And actually that was, that was the topic that, that pulled at my heartstrings the most, that was the most, um, compelling that made me want to reach out, uh, and to meet you because unfortunately divorce does happen. And, and the thing that you said, which was really poignant for me, um, was that you take a child centered focus in these divorce proceedings, you're looking to, to make out of court solutions to make families have amicable resolutions through really difficult times. And that really struck a chord because I think everyone, anyone and everyone that's listening to this, if they're not a product of divorce, they don't have to look far to see a marriage, whether that's their parents or themselves or an aunt or an uncle where the marriage has dissolved and who bears the brunt of that? It's the kids, right? So Layla, talk about what is a child-centered divorce and what is your role in that process? So, you know, that's an issue like near and dear to my heart because, you know, I'm a child of divorce myself and I can firsthand tell you that divorce doesn't end when you finally sign that divorce paperwork or even like, let's say your children reach the age of 18. Because of that, I think um, it's very important to see the divorce process also as a planning process so that you know and you learn how you can better navigate your life after divorce, your relationship with the mother of your child or the father of your child and your children. And unfortunately in court system, uh, because the focus goes on the law and deadline and motion and what to argue in front of the judge, what is really at stake is just get forgotten, you know, because you got to meet the deadlines and, and there is this adversarial nature that just make things worse and worse and worse. But when you choose an out-of-court option, such as mediation or collaborative divorce, or like something in between, maybe you can get along so well so that you can negotiate the term of your divorce, uh, but then, you know, have an, have one, have an attorney review that, then this way you take control and ownership over the outcome of your divorce. And 
it, it's much better and it allows you to think about other things just than okay, this is how we're going to divide the house and I'm going to pay you X amount of dollar per month. And I really, really recommend, um, in that process to like involve because my training, I'm an attorney. I studied law. Um, if they call family law attorneys like hidden therapists, but I didn't go to school for psychologists. So I, I really always uh, recommend to people to, um, you know, have some mental health professional talk, talk to some mental health professional because they are the one that n know it better. Right. Yeah, no, there's definitely a mental health stigma. That's a whole nother conversation for another day, but same deal. People don't seek mental, you know, uh, marriage, family therapy, or personal therapy, individual therapies that go through these things, which are highly emotional in nature and really get to the core of our upbringing and our experiences and our hidden values, things that kind of live beneath the surface that we don't know exist until something bubbles up. Right. Um, there was a quote that I remember my parents had in their home that said, you don't know, it was actually my mom. She had a quote that says, you don't know the strength of a woman uh, until you put her in hot water. And it's like a tea bag, right? You don't know <laughs> the, and so, and, and that's just similar, similarly, right. You don't know how you're going to respond in a high stress environment until you're challenged, until you're put through that. Similar to my background, I don't have a psychology background, but the psychology of money plays a huge part, right? In how you view saving, investing, um, how you view communicating about money. So without, but it still sounds like Layla that your process is because you are mediating between two sides there is a psychological counseling factor to that, right? That that is part of what you do. Yes, because, you know, a lot of, you know, everybody thinks divorce is a legal process. Legal process, yes, it's only one part of it, but it's a lot of time, it's an emotional aspect of it. A lot of times when people say no, when people stay in a position, they say, I want the house and I'm not going to do anything if I don't get the house, you know, there is something bigger than that going on behind what they say. And, you know, if, if you don't know these things, you would just jump in and say, Hey, this is the, what, what the law says. If you don't want, if you want the house, but you know, you cannot agree, judge is going to order you sell the house and just split it up. Right. But that's not going to solve whatever is going on. And, behind for that person. A lot of times the people that have this kind of disagreements or like there's like that their house means something else to them. Maybe it represents something It represents um, the neighborhood, the community, and it's that loss of community for them. So then you have to like talk to them about that loss of community and how they can build that back and acknowledge that. And then when you acknowledge this, that's way they can be happy and move forward with like whatever decision they make. And a lot of times they also get off of their position, but as you, you are absolutely right. A lot of times people, there is an emotional thing going on underneath that, especially with money. 
and that when you address that, just problem solve. So what you just said reminded me of the first half of our conversation about prenups, because I have clients that live in the home that their parents, that they grew up in, right? Their parents either passed away or gifted them the home. They're living in a family home. So if you, the listener, live in a home that was your grandmother's or grandfather's or your parents, and it sounds like that that is more of a reason, that would be a great starter not to mix our topics here, but if you had a prenup, you could have that in design. Say, you know what, this home, even though we're together, community proper, we own this thing together. But if in the prenup, it could be discussed that the home would maybe stay with the person whose family was gifted from and a financial settlement could be arranged uh, to raise cash to buy the other person out. I've seen that a lot. Um, Cause that's true, especially here in the Bay area. There's certainly a lot of people who are able to afford the exorbitant prices of real estate here in the Bay area. But for a lot of people, they are living in family homes, right? And that's their way of being able to stay in, in this area. I'm sure it's similar in Southern California as well. It's not cheap anywhere really in California. Um, cause it's a, it's a great place to live and be. So that process I just, I just want to go back to that, this child centered divorce. Um, talk to us about that process. What are the logistics of that? And then when does someone reach out to contact you if they want to talk about your process for child centered divorce? So, um, I mean, I want to, I'll, also say like, you know, just, you know, you know, children are near and dear to my heart. And like, you know, I like to help families with children going through divorce at the same time. It doesn't mean that I don't help other, other couple that, you know, going through divorce that don't have children. Um, I also help those, those couple. Um, but you know, things will get more complicated when there is children involved. And as I said, you know, that your children are going to be your children forever. They're not going to end when they turn 18. So because of that, I think as much as possible, unless there is like very bad abuse or like some sort of a situation like that, I think uh, any process that is out of court and negotiated between the two husband and wife, like between the couple themselves and being drafted with the help of an attorney, it it is, it is best. And when you are able to negotiate yourself, the terms of your agreement, chances are your agreement are even more durable as opposed to when somebody forces you with like the deadline and the judges and the trial and all the humilities that comes with that. I can only imagine. Yeah. Layla, what is, we're coming to the end of our show, but I don't want to let you go without getting a couple stories from you. I hope you don't mind me putting you on the spot. Share with us uh, a success story of clients of yours that you've taken through either with kids or without kids or a prenup. Uh, what's a fun success story that maybe our listeners can latch onto as a reason to reach out um, to get started on work with you today? Um, so, uh, I have clients that even like, you know, 
after like a couple of years and I can have been done with our divorce, they say, you know, thank you so much. Like, you know, for helping us, we were able to like save a lot of money and, you know, focus on our child. We still have like our midweek dinner together or, um, you know, I get a lot of, uh, thank yous like that. And uh, that yeah. how, like them being able to just focus on what's, what it is going on with their family and that they can solve it themselves and give the power to them. They always speak of it as an empowering experience. And the fact that, you know, we always think about, we used to think divorce is going to be really tough, like the way that they show it in the movies. Uh, but as a result of working with you, we had a smooth experience and, you know, the challenges are, are coming up. The disagreements, even uh, when you do it out of court is going to show up, but, uh, what it is like how you handle it and the way that you handle it. Um, that's your choice. Leila, that's a great success story. I mean, if a client, they go from being divorced with children to have a weekly meal together, I, I can't see anything more powerful than for children, especially young children, to see their parents talk, to see their parents together, even if they're divorced, I think that has to be very emotionally stabilizing. And, and so I couldn't have said it better myself. Though. That sounds excellent. Thank you. Layla, if our listeners want to get a hold of you to talk about um, what goes into a prenup and the process for that, or if you know, I hate to say this, but are unfortunately going through a divorce proceeding or are considering it or know someone that is, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Oh, I will share my email with you and, yep. you know, they can send me an email and my phone number. And, um, I always like to share my personal phone number and I have never had any bad experience with that, Frank, honestly, because, and a lot of my clients appreciate that. And I've never had any scenario when like people like abuse it or anything N nobody ever called me like at 1 a.m and even though family law is a very emotional topic but no and i really enjoy to work very close with my clients and help them that sounds great that sounds like a perfect match that's what we do here have a really personal long-term relationship with our clients um so I will absolutely be sharing your email address and your phone number and all the easy ways to get a hold of you. And again, these things work in conjunction, the financial planning with the prenup and all these things go into place. So if you're listening out there, hopefully um, this gives you some ideas and spurn some action uh, from you today. So Layla, it has been a pleasure talking with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. And thank you so much. Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you. Good luck. <laughs> thank you. Today's guest has been Layla Parviz of Next Legal, Southern California. Thank you so much, Layla, for being here. Worth mentioning, Aaron Moore, myself, I'm a registered representative and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial a registered investment advisory member, Finra Sipic. Our guest on today's show has not been affiliated with Sagecrest Wealth Management nor LPO Financial. The opinions voiced in the show are for information purposes only and are not intended to provide you specific advice. The information is for you to reach out to your legal professional, your legal advisor, 
to help you implement the strategies that we discussed today. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.